Welcome to the Equipping You in Grace podcast, hosted by Dave Jenkins. The Equipping You in Grace podcast is a podcast about helping Christians develop a biblical worldview in a conversational tone about issues inside and outside the church. Now, for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Equipping You in Grace podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this podcast. And with me today, I get to welcome back my lovely wife, Sarah. Sarah, welcome back to the podcast, sweetheart. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's great to have you. You know, uh, I decided not to wait, you know, four years this time. So I know you appreciate it. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) every now and then it's fun. Yeah, right, right. I understand. Well, can you uh, just catch us up? You know, I think it's been like a month or two since we've had you on. Uh, Can you just catch us up on what's uh, been happening since then? Sure. Um, There's really not been a lot going on. Obviously, uh, ministry-wise, I've been working on Theology for Life for the December issue of 2021. That's about ready to be released here soon. So, you know, been keeping busy. Still working to uh, assist people in Pakistan. They have been um, receiving or, or they did receive uh, a box of clothing that we sent. So it's not much, um, but we do what we can. And I think every little bit helps. So, of course, we're always constantly keeping them in our prayers. And um, they update us on the things that are going on in that side. And so I know that last time we had a um, um, video chat that I mentioned that um, we were working with a church in Pakistan. So I just wanted to give you an update on that. And that's pretty much it. Yep. Yep. You're definitely keeping busy with, uh, I guess I'm keeping you busy with lots of different things. So we we appreciate all that you do here. And uh, obviously, you know, taking care of me is in of itself a full-time job. So uh, a lot of behind the scenes work, right? (laughs) Mostly involving Dave. So I appreciate it. You're welcome. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great. See see what I did, guys, in having her back. I mean, my goodness. You see what I have to put up with? And I just rolled my eyes for those of you that are watching this anyways. Well, before I really dig myself into a pit that I can never come back from, uh, <laughs> transitioning, guys, uh, today uh, we're going to talk about reading and studying our Bibles um, in 2022. It's a it's an episode that, for those of you that are new, it's something we do every year because we as a ministry are committed to helping you um, to read and to study the Bible to and also to do life in the local church. Um, and so, yeah, we, we hope that you'll find this helpful. Uh, we, we wanted to talk to you. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of things that we wanted to talk about, but as Sarah and I were talking about this, we boiled it down to about, uh, you know, four things or so. So, you know, I know you, you've, uh, been, uh, reading your Bible all the way through this year. Did you want to share about that with us? Sure. Yeah. Um, actually I started with a group of people reading. Um, so I don't know too much about how the whole thing came together. Um, 
it was suggested by a friend of mine who wanted to do this, but it's called D group. And, um, basically, uh, we, for every book of the Bible, they, they have a little YouTube video that explains the context of the book. Um, it gives a little overview of what you can expect in that book that you're reading and they try and do it in chronological order. So obviously you start in Genesis and as you go through, there's, um, Sometimes when it's skipping from uh, one book to another book to kind of keep the chronology in alignment, and then the rest of the time is basically just chapter by chapter throughout the entire uh, Bible. It's very um, intense. Uh, I, I personally have never um, done a the Bible in a year where you you know, are expected to participate in a group thing. Um, and then also, you know, well, it has a place where you can do a discussion at the end of each Bible study day. And then you're also supposed to listen to a, a podcast uh, episode that correlates with that kind of give you a, just more of a food for thought at the end. So it's, it's an interesting uh, thing. I think um, very helpful. I especially found the little videos before each new book to be extremely helpful. And I liked to learn more about the uh, context of the book and who's writing it and to whom and that type of thing. Uh, but also the fact that I it's, I don't want to say it's the only time I've ever read the entire Bible cover to cover because it's not. I've over the course of my life read every book in the Bible, but not starting in chrono chronological order and reading it from Genesis to Revelation. So right now, coming up on the last two weeks of this, obviously, you know, December 20th through uh, the 31st, um, basically, we're going to be wrapping everything up. And I look forward to reading through, you know, Revelation and everything. And it, it, it'll give, I, I think, a, sort, a sense of accomplishment to have that. Uh, finished for you know the year so it's been it's been great i really enjoyed it well that's really great yeah i'm more of a let's start at genesis and go till the end and and maybe stop <laughs> in the middle and you know kind of person so you know i think i think one of the biggest things probably that people appreciate is i encourage people on this show often in interviews hey just read the bible but if you struggle with you know the reading of the whole thing you don't have to read your whole Bible. Nobody, you're not going to be any more holy or anything like that just because, oh, you finished the Bible. Okay. There's 66 books, you know, dig in and, and, you know, enjoy it. Um, so yeah, I think this is, uh, this is really great, you know, and, uh, it's, it's great to see, you, you know, enjoying it. You know, I know probably like mm, three fourths through the year, or maybe eight months into the year, I started just being like, Hey, I'm not only going to, you know, work, be reading the Bible for projects or whatever, but I'm just going to be, you know, going through it myself, starting in Genesis. And I am, I read, got through the whole Testament now, uh, but I uh, am, you know, probably not going to finish the New Testament by the end of the year, but I'm working my way through and it's okay. So maybe, you know, as you, you're working through that, have a plan of attack. Okay. I'm going to read or listen to the whole Bible. Or I'm going to spend three months in one book or however long the church is in that book. And just realize that the goal here isn't just like 
okay, I finished reading the book of the Bible or reading the whole Bible. That's a good goal, like to do at least once or more. Um, but you know, really getting to know, digging into your to your Bible, and you know, this is this is a good thing. Um, there is a difference between um, Bible reading and Bible study. The difference exists. One is you're reading the material like you would read a book. Obviously, the difference between reading a a book, like even a book of theology versus reading your Bible is we're talking about, you know, God's inerrant, inspired, sufficient, and authoritative, work, clear word. So big difference between that and a theology book. But um, when you're studying the Bible, you're, the aim is, is to, you know, get into it, to dig in a little more, to find out, hey, this is what these things mean, especially like interesting. I know you have always appreciate you know, when we are talking about the Bible, you're like, oh, that's really interesting. That background information. I, I didn't really know that. And, and um, so those are some of the differences between, you know, Bible reading and Bible study. Maybe we want to talk about a little bit about why we should read the Bible. Um, any thoughts on that? Sure. Um, yeah. If you care about somebody, you would want to get to know them, right? So anytime uh, somebody says, well, I love God and I, um, you know, I just uh, love being among his people. My first thought is, okay. So they must read their Bible pretty much every day. Um, but that's not always true. A lot of people say they love God, but they have this idea built up of him in their minds. True or false, it could go either way, to be honest with you. Maybe they've heard about God uh, in church all their lives, but they've never really taken the time to actually read their Bible. And the problem with that is, is that the only way to really know God is to read the word of God. If you don't read the word of God, you will not know God. There, It's like his love letter to each of us. And if we really want to know that person, if we really want to know God in this instance, we would take the time to read the letter. We would take the time to really understand what this person in this instance, Jesus, God, you know, is saying to us. Um, it says that uh, in, in the book of John, that the word was with God and the word was God. So it clearly is God himself speaking to us. Uh, if we, if we, the reason why we would want to do that is to develop our relationship with him. And if we don't know anything about him, uh, how will we worship him? How will we um, make a pleasing aroma to him? You know, how, how is our daily lives going to be, uh, be reflective of the change that he is writing in our hearts? If we don't know who he is. You see what I'm saying? So I think it's important to have that um, foundation before we, you know, do anything really. I mean, we, we need to be uh, soaking that in. Yeah. It's like you say, I say to you, I love you. And you say back to me, I love you. But in a larger scale, what God is saying all throughout his word, it, like you're saying, is all throughout his word. He's saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. Here's me. Uh, and, and we're not talking about a human. We're talking about the eternal self-existing and self-sufficient God who in Exodus 3.14 says, I am who I am. And then in, like you mentioned, John, uh, in John's gospel, seven times Jesus says, right? I am. Guess what? That is God. Jesus is fully God, fully man. And so his, his word is, 
it's all about him from the beginning to the end, uh, everywhere in in between. Um, and and so yeah, I mean, if you're if you're gonna say, oh, I love my I love my wife, then how much more should you say? Hey, God, I love you. Uh, you're the one who created me. You're the one who sustains this world so that I can live and breathe and have my being. You're the one that gives me life and breath. Uh, you're the one who's, who provides my food. You're the one who gives me every good. And as James uh, 117 says, every good and perfect gift from comes from above. Uh, you're the one that the Psalms say owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And I mean, uh, I mean, Jiminy Crickets. I mean, yeah, I just said Jiminy Crickets on a podcast. Probably don't say that very often, but actually I don't, I can't remember the last time I said that. Can you remember the last time I said Jiminy Crickets? Um, anyways, you know, but, but the point is, it's like, like you're saying, it's so, it's so important. And we, we, we have something in God's word that is, that is precious. It, it's God as theologians, we theologians use big words, as you know, because I use big words all the time, right? Uh, it's God's self-disclosure to us. Uh, to his word is his self-disclosure. It tells us about him himself. And that's such a good thing because it helps us to not just think, okay, well, if I read this, then um, I'm somehow going to be better than the other person. I'm going to be somehow more holy than the other person. Or however amount 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 that I listen to, that I'm going to be uh, that much more holy. Uh, it has nothing to do with it. Coming to the Bible in that way makes the Bible a chore. Coming to the Bible as understanding that God is disclosing Himself in the 66 books, and that it's a joy and it's a delight to come. Uh, that will that will give us the right motivation for you know reading the Bible, studying the Bible, memorizing the Bible, meditating on the Bible. Uh, you'll also you'll also start to see, hey, you know, those thoughts that I used to have or those behaviors that I used to have, um, these are these are changing because what happens is, um, you know, if you read Homer's Iliad, you're going to maybe enjoy that story. But when you come to God's word, God, the Holy Spirit is involved. He is going to take his word He's going to open your eyes to your sin and point you to Christ. And if you're not saved, uh, people all, all, all the time get saved just reading the word. And what's going to happen is if you're already saved, God's by the spirit is going to take the word and he's going to convict you, you know, with it. So these are, these are some of the benefits of, you know, reading and studying the Bible. You, you want to be used by God. Guess what? There you go. I just, I just told you, you, you want your marriage to improve and thrive and your relationships to grow and thrive. There, there's a practice, three or four, maybe five very practical uh, benefits. Can you think of any more uh, just, you know, off the top of your head or anything like that, or maybe something I missed, Sarah? I mean, you covered it uh, quite well, but I will say this. When you are absorbing the word of God into your heart and you're allowing that to transform you, uh, mind, soul, and spirit, you know, just from the top down, um you are going to notice an outpouring of that into the lives of the people that you are interacting with on a daily basis. This isn't something that we keep to ourselves. This is something that when we're filled with God's word, it pours out of us like water. And so it continually flows like a river to, you know, our friends, our coworkers, our neighbors, our family members, um, people that we meet in the grocery store. So God's word, it says God's word never returns void. It's always active. It's always doing something. It Isaiah doesn't matter. 5, what, 11. Yep. 
It doesn't matter if it's being preached verbally or you're reading it uh, to yourself in your own mind or you're or you're, you know, reciting it, uh, you know, uh, from a sticky note. Maybe it doesn't matter where you're seeing this source of the word. The point is, is that you are taking it in and it is doing a work in you. And that is re, uh, emerging as, you know, um, encouragement, as love, as compassion, as kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. These things are being manifested in your life. And then um, also the, the word itself is also being poured out to people as you interact with them. Because the things that you love, the things that you hold dear, the things that are written on your heart are the things that you're going to be speaking about, sharing with others, and communicating to other people um, the message that can save their lives. So it's so important. It's so very necessary for this to become part of your Christian daily life, because if you aren't being filled this way, um, not only the um, is the Holy Spirit, you know, maybe not being as active in your own life as it could, as he could be, because you're suppressing it or not paying attention to him. I should say him. You're suppressing him or not paying attention to him. But also, um, you know, it, it, your walk, your walk with the Lord um, will be harmed and you will start to fall into sin. There are there are things that, you know, whether it's um, wrong thinking or um, bad attitudes in general, or, um, you know, just um, giving yourself permission to do things that you know aren't right, that when we work out our uh, faith with fear and trembling and are living our lives as holy before the Lord and absorbing his word into our hearts, that doesn't, it, it can happen, but it's a lot less than if we are not doing those things. If we're not reading the word, if we're not listening to godly preaching, you know, that type of thing. So um, there's a reason why as Christians, we're called to do this and to be this way and to, uh, to you know, keep God's word in our hearts. It's for, uh, you know, our own edification, but it's also for the edification, edification of the uh, local church and uh, others around us. So, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. You remind me as you're talking there in the beginning about John Bunyan and Charles Spurgeon used to say at Bunyan, if you cut him, he bleeds bubbling. Now, it's not literally, <laughs> hey, guess what? If you cut him, he's going to, you know, literally out of his blood, he's going to bleed the Bible. That's that's not what he's saying. OK, it's just not. OK, so don't don't take that too literally. But the point is, is here at Bunyan at this time often spent time because of his preaching of the word. He preached, spent time in prison. He was persecuted for the sake of the word and the gospel. And what Spurgeon's saying is he knew he was intimately acquainted with the word. He knew everything that we are talking about here, but today he knew it personally. He lived it. It impacted his life. And people took notice of that and realized, hey, here is somebody that is actually a threat to, to the kingdom, the false kingdom, Satan's kingdom of this world. The, the Satan is the prince of the power of the air. So he is a threat 
Spunion was to to um, you know to that kingdom. We are as Christians ambassadors of Christ. Paul says in Second Corinthians five, and so we as Christians are to get into the Word like Bunyan did, like every like Christians do, so that we can make an impact, not just in the things that we say or in our interactions with people. Like you said, out of the overflow, the impact, whatever impact that we have, and God is sovereign over that too, is is only because of our growth in Christ. It's not, okay, well, we just go and we do and we do and we do. And that's why we get that's why we get burnt out. That's why we get tired. That's why we get exhausted because um, we're not enjoying we're not enjoying Christ. We're not enjo- finding this to be a delight, to be a treasure, to enjoy who God is and what He's like, uh, and then serve Him out of that understanding. Um, and and we have that's why we have to be in, in our Bibles. That's why in my first book, as you know, and as uh, our listeners know, I I often talk about it. That's why it's a delightful duty. It's it's a delight to get to know God. That's what we're talking about. But it's also a duty. You have a responsibility. God has disclosed himself in his word. And so you have a duty to get to know God in his word. And not only do you have a duty, but you'll be held accountable for that. And all those all those things are are in the Bible. So you're, yeah, that's that's a great. I'm just drawing out you know more of what what you're saying, and it, it's so and so important. But you know one of the one of the big things I think uh, is a is a weakness in 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 the church today is is just we have to help people own whatever approach that they decide to take to reading the Bible. Yeah. There is not a one size fits all kind of thing where okay if you do this guess what you're you're better than so and so so on and so forth okay for me i can start at the beginning of genesis i can go through revelation but i can also hit pause and just focus camp in a book and be fine you have to find what works for you hear that you have to find what works for you and if you're a pastor or a ministry leader here's what i would say as, as you head into the new year encourage your people people in your church say hey instead of Let's read the Bible together as a church. How about try this? Join with me as the church in reading, in delighting, in reading God's word together. And I guarantee what you'll find is you'll be like, wait, what? People will be like, okay, so we're not just going to read the Bible. You're going to delight in, you're going to get more people probably, I I would say, you're going to get more people reading the Bible because it'll be like, wait, what is this delight thing about? You're probably going to get more questions, you know, if you if you go up there and announce, hey, as the church, we're coming together, we're going to delight over God's word together. I, I would guarantee you, even if if you come to the pulpit, pastor or, or or preacher, if you come to the to the pulpit and say, hey, hey, guys, today we're going to delight in God by considering this passage. I guarantee you that people are probably going to perk up and be like, what? what's that mean? You know, what, what's that about? Like, uh, you're going to get people more interested. Uh, you're cause it's not, we, we often treat this. Okay. Here's another thing to do, mm-hmm. but this is more than something. This is more than just like, okay, join a small group, get into this program, get into that. This is, this is God's living word. So we mm-hmm. shouldn't, we shouldn't treat it at, we should treat it with the respect that it deserves, but we should treat it as a delight, something to enjoy. And I'm just saying, like, 
I think if we start talking about it as a delight with people and get that in there, just say, throw it out there. Yeah. I think what we'll find is, hey, people will be like, hey, that's interesting. I don't think yeah. I've ever thought of that that way. Uh, and and this isn't this is something that's for your good, but it's also something that God wants you to delight in. And um, I, I think what we'll find is, is like you were saying about, you know, getting involved in ministry in the church, we'll, we'll also find, you know, in a little bit of time, very quickly, you'll start to see more people getting involved because they're actually getting in their Bibles. You'll start to see more people probably go, having to go to biblical counseling to deal with their issues and marriages being restored and healed and relationships reconciled and sin being actually dealt with in the church all because of what? Because what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to take the word. He wants to convict us. He wants to comfort us. He wants to, you know, send us out and and all these things. So, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I, I'm encouraged that you're uh, you know, taking in God's word. I think that that's, you know, great. Um, you know, just as I need God's word, we need it. We need it like we need the, this glass of water. Uh, for those of you who are watching it, I just held up, for those of you that aren't, I just held up a, a, a glass of God's, or not God's word. I held up a glass <laughs> of uh, water. Th- this glass of water is not God's word. That's just Dave being uh, silly and having too many thoughts going through his head at once. Okay. <laughs> Sarah laughs because it happens all the time where when we're sitting at the table, I'm just like, I'll be talking and then I'll be like, oh, and then my brain had another thought. And then that thought will come out in the middle of me finishing a sentence. So anyways, it's highly entertaining for everybody. So, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, to to uh, touch on a point that you made earlier, I feel like a lot of people really struggle with um, they feel like they don't have the time right to do any real Bible study or even just reading a daily um, uh, dose of scripture. The I find that I myself struggle in this area too. And it's not something that, you know, if you miss a day, you know, bad Christian, shame on you. That's not, this isn't one of those things. Okay. And not to mention if, if somebody is giving you that type of, uh, you know, flack for things uh they're in the wrong they they need to be um repenting of that type of attitude as well because there's no such thing as a perfect christian i mean it's it's great to encourage a brother and sister in the lord to pick up the word and really dig in um but if somebody is getting uh like very pharisaical i don't know if that's the right word yeah, like acting like a Pharisee, really, really trying to uh, hold the law over you, if you will, um, about this type of thing um, to the point where it's just becoming a burden on you. Then you need to evaluate the the people that you're listening to, and see, you know, is it really is it really uh, God's will to me to to take in this advice, and um, and how is this is it edifying to god is it edifying to me as a christian like that type of thing but on the flip side of it uh in this day and age there's really no excuse to not 
be able to spend at least a few minutes in the word of God. Now, why do I say that? Because most of us have these little things, you know, they're called smartphones. And if you have a smartphone that has uh, the ability to connect to the internet, which I believe all of them do, then you'll be able to download and install one of the many Bible apps out there. And you can listen to the word of God on most Bible apps, um, just being read aloud. So what do I do? I... (laughs) set it on the counter in the bathroom while I'm taking a shower and I listen to the word of God. That's how I get my Bible reading in. And maybe afterwards I might sit down and read over, you know, like with my eyes, see what we talked about, what was being read uh, word for word. And then, you know, make a, if I'm doing some sort of Bible study where I'm going to add a comment to it, maybe um, add my input in at that point. But um it's not difficult. You may, you might find time if you, if, if the shower isn't your thing, maybe you might find time listening to it, you know, um, through the Bluetooth in your car radio when you're driving into work in the morning, or, you know, maybe you dropped off the kids at school and you're on your way home and you've got a few minutes to listen to it. Then the point is, is that, um, you don't have to read it. If listening to it makes more sense to you in your day-to-day activities if you find if you find it better or or equally um absorbing in your mind and heart to listen to it versus reading it then by all means do it that way if you are one of those people that if if listening isn't your thing and you can't you know really absorb what you're hearing um, without having to listen to it over and over again, then maybe that's not the route to go. Maybe you should read it. But, you know, um, and if that's the case, find a few minutes, um, you know, here and there, maybe on your lunch break, you can pull out the Bible app on your phone. Or if you work or, or if you work from home or are a stay-at-home mom, you know, uh, when, if the kids go down for a nap, maybe um, you're folding laundry and reading a few uh Versus here and there while you're doing it. It doesn't have to be something that you're spending an hour in your day doing. You don't have to um, spend a lot of time praying over everything, although you should be praying. Don't don't mishear me there. You should be praying while you're doing this, uh, you know, including that like before, after, during. But um, it's not something where you need to be. There's no it's like you just said a few minutes ago, there's no set amount. There's no set method. You, uh, be open to however, um, uh, method or, you know, uh, way that you need to do it. As long as you are getting into the word, listening to God, uh, you know, as he's speaking to your heart and just really trying to understand what is being taught, then you're, that's, that's you learning. That's you, uh, getting to know God. And that's how you're going to grow. That's how you're going to become um, more theologically uh, sound in your mind uh, and understanding of things. Um, and that is a is also a great way to help you um, as a, for example, a parent. You know, you're you've got kids that have questions. Um, God's word has a lot of theology that addresses issues in parenting in you know, uh, the ups and downs of home life in all aspects of our lives, truly. So, um, and that, you know, obviously that's just one, um, you know, example, there's a lot of other people, um, that have different lifestyles that they are, um, looking to 
uh, find answers uh, for, and the Bible addresses those as well. There's no aspect of any person's life that can't be found, uh, you know, whether it's uh, peace or um, financial issues, marriage issues, family life issues, uh, work problems, you know, coworker issues, um, whatever the thing is uh, that you're needing help with, it's in there. And it may not be what you think it should say. Maybe you're looking for specific like how to instructions. You're probably not going to find that in there unless you're looking in Leviticus and you want to know how to sacrifice on uh, the Sabbath or something like that. It's not really a thing anymore. So, Um, but yeah, you get what I'm saying. Like it's in there. So if you have questions, bring them to the, bring them to the word and leave your, leave your assumptions behind. Don't assume, you know, what it's going to say, read the word, um, you know, with the focus of coming to it from a perspective that it knows you don't. So let God teach you, not you try and fit yourself into God's word. Yep, that's really good. Well, guys, we've been uh, talking about reading and studying the Bible in 2022. We want to encourage you to take some of this advice that we're giving to you today to get dig into God's word, to not only read it, but to uh, take it in, to you know, read it personally, but also read it with the church. Sarah, I want to, sweetheart, I want to thank you for joining me on, on today's episode. You've done a wonderful job as always. And thank you for your ministry uh, to me and also to, you know, our readers and uh, all of that. So uh, thank you again for, for joining me today. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me back on. I You're appreciate welcome. it. Of course. Thank you for listening to the Equipping You and Grace podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate us on the app, and share this with your friends and family on social media. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Servants of Grace, on Instagram at Servants of Grace, or by searching at Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this episode and many others like it on the front page of our website, servantsofgrace.org.